welcome back to Three Decades of Tragedy, History of the Thirty Years' War. The last time, I covered the start of the Rhine Campaign by Bernhard in 1638, who gained the assistance of the French. This led to the Battle of Rheinfelden, which was a smaller, though decisive victory against the Imperials, the city surrendering after the battle was won by Bernhard. The city surrendering soon after the battle was won by Bernhard. And among that, several senior officers were captured, which hurt the Imperial War effort, along with one getting away, but let's just say he'll have a role in this episode. But with that covered, let's get started. With his victory at Rheinfelden, in the town the battle was named after falling, Bernhard turned to the north towards Breskau, Friedberg falling by April 10th. He then concentrated his guns and infantry around Brizak by June 15th, leaving his cavalry east of the Black Forest to block any Imperial forces. Brisak was a strategic location acting as a bridge between two islands, and was protected by fortifications and entrenchments on the western banks, leaving it a hard approach to take the city. The leader of the garrison, Colonel Reinach, was an experienced soldier who had served at Lutzen. He had around 3,000 men and 152 cannons, which would be hard to break. That also means that they had more cannons than Bernhard did, which would make it harder to assault the city as trying to assault the city with lots of guns is difficult. Does it mean they couldn't win in a trade fight? Does, this doesn't mean that they couldn't win in a trade fight, and Bernhard did more men, it's just they had to rely more on starving out the enemy than attacking them. The Imperials realized they needed to relieve the city, and assigned that to a man by the name of Johann von Gotz, a Lutheran in the Imperial Army. He had a long history as he had served in the Palatine Army, then the Dutch, and finally the Imperial Army, which... That's quite a history considering he served against the Imperials, then joined them. But as we know, people got forgiven for that, so it made sense. He was even a supporter of Wallenstein, but had managed to survive the purge of Wallenstein's men, only getting court-martialed after poor performances in Silesia in 1634. Purging as in political purging, not like murdering them necessarily. This was more of a removing them from the ranks situation. He was given command in Bavaria, which was unique in that he was a Protestant, which, as we all have covered and seen, Bavaria is very Catholic that I think still is to this day. Ferdinand would appoint him commander on the Rhine by September 1638, though this will be after the events we cover today. He gathered around 13,500 men at Rotwell, which was east of the Black Forest, and his plan was to coordinate with Charles of Lorraine's forces to help relieve him as he was also pinned by the 13,000 men of De Longueville. But Brissac was the first priority, and if he could win there, then he could gather more men in advance to relieve Charles. And with this new army, he advanced from the north of Brissac, climbing around mountains to arrive by June 26th. He managed to get supplies in, but found himself too weak and tired to relieve the town. As he could not relieve the town, he advanced west into Alsace to try to take the French fortifications, which in turn would get Bernhard to abandon the siege and help the French, but that's in theory, obviously. But unfortunately for him, the French garrisons held out, and Bernhard shifted his cavalry to attack Gotts, which forced Gotts to retreat to Württemberg. He was forced to recuperate from that attack, joining his troop with Savelli's, aka the guy who escaped last episode, which gave him around 15,000 thousand men at Offenburg. Gotts used his entire army to shepherd supplies to the city from Rheinau, which forced Bernhard to realize he could never take the city as long as that army was in the fields. Bernhard took 11,500 men from his siege and headed north through Kensington and Lair. Bernhard actually managed to stay under the radar of the Imperials, them only realizing by August 8th that the majority of the siege forces had split off. The Imperial cavalry around Friesenheim were driven off, but Gotts reacted quickly, drawing his artillery and infantry on a hill two kilometers west of the village at Schuttern. The rest of the army drew up, the rest of the army drew up behind a ditch between the villages and the hill the rest of the men were at. The French infantry cleared at Friesenheim, although the village had already been set on fire to deny Bernhard any supplies or quarters. He formed his own army, his artillery taking position in the vineyards. The Bernhard soon realized that the train was not friendly to cavalry, disengaging from the battle as half of his army was cavalry. There was minor skirmishing, but it was mostly bloodless 
with the casualties in the double digits. The battle was at a stalemate at the moment, neither side willing to commit to a full battle. But Gods wanted to get the supplies through, so he sent off Savelli with two-thirds of the army the next day to reach Rhinau. He, he, he hoped and expected the woods to hide the army from the scouts, but that was not what he got as Bernhard began his pursuit his scouts spotting the army. Bernhard caught the army in a gap in the woods, and Savelli hadn't prepared for that. The army had overtaken the supply carts, or had at least gotten further ahead of them, leaving the carts lightly guarded. And by the way, when I say carts and wagons and such, there was around three or four thousand carts. This wasn't some insignificant amount of them. Bernhard's cavalry attacked from the left and right, the left arriving first and the right coming in later to swoop in. The center was assaulted by the infantry. Savelli's cavalry was organized by 400 musketeers and two cannons, which were positioned in the woods. And to keep in mind for all of this, the Imperials were suffering from the regimental problem that I mentioned last time, which was they were kind of under strength and recruitment was very hard. The army began to rout and retreat as Bernhard charged the line. The Imperials moving through a defile when Gotts arrived at the rear guard, which threw back the cavalry on the right due to them facing better, more equipped regiments. Bernhard's infantry was attacked and Gotts managed to capture the artillery of Bernhard. The Bernhard himself had used cannons he had captured, so what comes around goes around. And remember, this was a standard practice in the Swedish military, so this would have started to spread through the rest of the armed forces. Two veteran infantry regiments arrived from the reserves, and the battle raged till midnight. Goss retreating after repeated cavalry charges. He had moved 3,000 wounded to Offenburg, and had suffered 2,000 killed, 1,700 captured, 13 cannons lost, and 3,000 wagons full of food and supplies. Bernhard had only lost around 1,000 men, marking this as a clear victory. The Imperials had two few veterans and understrength regiments, making it easier for dis- make it, making it easier for discipline to fall apart. That whole conundrum. In fact, Gotts only had around 3,000 men left in his army after the battle was done, and Gotts was furious that Savelli avoided being court-martialed after the failure of the battle due to his connections. Again, not skilled, but connected, so he was immune from a lot of political issues. Some men were arrested for this, so it wasn't a complete failure, but it wasn't the guy who caused this. Gotts also complained that the burghers of Strasbourg treated his men worse than Bernhard, supposedly having their clothes taken off their backs and beaten before being told to leave. The Imperials really did not have a good time, and with their defeat, it left Rhinau without any relief and Bernhard in a more secure position. But Gotts hadn't given up and received reinforcements of around 3,900 men, which were originally intended to go to Italy to join the Spanish. The troops, however, had lost faith in him, considering him more Weimarian than Bavarian. This is pretty unfair, as his men had held off the French supported general for hours, unlike Savelli's troops. Savelli seemed to be the failure of the two generals, and its court connections were the only thing saving him. I did mention last time that him being free wasn't necessarily a good thing. You know, at least for the Imperials. For the, it was good for the French and Swedish. The city was then attempted to be resupplied, but it failed. The Savelli did manage to get some troops through by using the western banks, along with commoners getting in to sell food at ridiculous prices, which wasn't abnormal as people would, you know, try to sell things for what people want to pay for it. It's People have done it throughout history, people do it today, especially for necessities like food. Bernhard had reduced to around 9,000 men, so he couldn't effectively surround the whole city, though he still had it under siege, even if he couldn't force it as much. The city was in a bad state, civilians having been expelled from the city already, though it was only left with around 1,600 effective soldiers from the initial 
3,000. Disease and lack of food was taking its toll, and Bernhard now had a new glut of supplies, putting him in a better position. He even tried to create discord by sending letters saying he had captured Zavelli's baggage train to get the Hasbergs to suggest disloyalty. Though, there's likely a little effect on his court position at this time, as we showed with losing a battle didn't cost him that. Duke Charles attempted his own attack to relieve the city, taking around 4,000 men. That was defeated by a detachment ordered by Bernhard on September 15th, correctly guessing that Gotts was not in a position to threaten him. And as we know, Duke Charles wasn't exactly the best leader, though he did manage to sneak his forces past the French army that was threatening him. Gotts, however, was finally ready after a month of recuperation, marching with 10,000 men and appeared at the city on October 22nd. He did appear a bit too late as Bernhard was back in his entrenchments, so the attack against the French forces were repulsed. Seeing his failure, he sent 1,000 musketmen over the Rhine to clear Bernhard's men in the Alsatian side, which was also repulsed and dispersed by the French cavalry. His plans were failing more and more, though it seemed less because of his skill and more due to low discipline of his army and the better position of Bernhard. And the low morale, too. That didn't help. Gotts crossed the Black Forest again, and was forced to rely on local militias to try to attack the besiegers and the forest towns, taking an alternate route around the mountains to the south. Charles then moved to Than, and severely attacked from Philipsburg, but even though all three forces outnumbered Bernhard, individually they were too weak to do any damage, and any operation were suspended by late November as Bernhard could counter any individual attack. The Imperial Army was in tatters as most of the locals had fled, leaving them a little food, clothes, shoes, and less and less horses. They could no longer break the siege, and even the reinforcements God had received were reduced by half, bringing the total number to 12,000. This was a complete failure, and the fall of Brzezak would basically be inevitable. Gotts was arrested to be scapegoated, but was freed and exonerated by 1640, to Savelli and others chagrin. And while this campaign wasn't exactly clean, the Battle of Witwier is what this whole battle is, or the first battle at least, and failure to break the siege would create a bridgehead for the French to move into Germany. Bernhard's daring had paid off, and while we have seen his failures before, it would be a lot to say he wasn't a skilled general. It's just his strategy tended to be very risky, and it would only get worse for the Imperials, as the situation in Brzezak would get worse. The short-lived tide of Imperial advantage was petering out, and soon enough Sweden and France would start pushing against the Imperials. But that is all for this week, and next week I will cover the fall of Brzezak and the shifting tide of the war. I want to thank you all for listening, and social media links will be in the description box or in the links themselves. You can email me at 3decot at gmail.com. Reminded that of Patreon, thanks for those who support me. Interview and spread the word, and I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>